You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. what it is it's your boy dane martinez aka speeds aka the spitting statistician aka the stable genius and vocal minority and welcome to another edition of the fantasy freestyle right here on the award-winning fantasy sports radio network you know what it is yatu sabe stats over beat cypher we got a good show for you apparently it is episode 367 of the fantasy freestyle my big shout out dilly dilly to my man danny auto down there in the fantasy pit of misery pushing all the buttons making us sound good bringing us all together so we can win our leagues and win that cash you know what it is here's what we're going to get into in this episode okay first of all we got a nice show thanks to everybody who's in the youtube chat as always hit me up at spitting speeds listening you know however you can hear it whether it be live or whether it be later on post haste on the audio boom however it get down listen we're gonna get into two big things all right for uh this week first i gotta give you my breakdown so far of nfl free agency we uh last i spoke with you guys it was monday and there were like moves happening while on air we got to recap real quick the big time moves that I believe have some kind of impact on fantasy football. And then what we're going to do is I'm going to give you my winners and losers. I'm going to give you my top five winners of free agency so far and my top five losers of free agency so far in the NFL. Then we turn our attention to the madness, all right? I got brackets in front of me like, whoa, over here. And what ha- what's going to happen? I am in a pool entered with my man, Danny Otto, okay? And Danny Otto was like, yo, Speeds, can we do this together? Can I get a little support? Can I get a a little bit of love from the spitting statistician? You know, you are a stable genius after all. And I was like, no doubt, Danny. Here's what we're going to do. All right, we're going to do it on air. What I'm going to do is I am going to facilitate a process for Danny, for me, for everybody out there in the Stats Over Beats cipher to go ahead and fill out their brackets, okay? Because if you real deal Stats Over Beats, you know I am not only giving you a fish, I am teaching you how to fish. We will apply that to the March Madness brackets in a little bit later on here on Fantasy Freestyle. Big shout out to JRT, again, burning the candle on both ends, just like your boy the spitting statistician. He is out here with me at 6 a.m., Monday through Friday for Make It Rain, and he is correct. He has identified this is a new time for Fantasy Freestyle. We're going to be going 7 p.m. getting it in, okay? So you can hear me literally 13 hours later. You can hear me literally again less than 12 hours later. I'll be holding it down right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You know what it is, JRT. All right. So that's what we're really how we're going to focus on uh, in today's episode, episode 367, been more than a year's worth of freestyle. But to recap, since the last cipher, okay, because you may be getting all your news from the Stats Overbeat cipher, so we got to recap, okay? We talked about the Monday moves last week. On Tuesday, CJ Mosley to the Jets. I think that was a big move for them, but they lost Anthony Barr. I still like what they're doing on defense. The Buffalo Bills get Cole Beasley and John Brown, okay? It looks like they're getting some toys there for Josh Allen. Remember, they signed the center, Morse as well. Devontae Parker re-signed with the Dolphins. I thought this was interesting, right? This is a good this is a good lesson to learn. 
because, you know, with a lot of teams, it's always like, oh, they'll never see, you know, be able to mend fences, blah, blah, blah. For the better part of last year, you would have thought Devontae Parker was done with the Miami Dolphins, right? But they're tanking now, so it doesn't really matter. They'll take whoever it is on the cheap. Latavius Murray moves from Minnesota to New Orleans. I think that's interesting. It looks like Latin Murray is going to be that kind of thunder to the Alvin Kamara lightning. As you know, Mark Ingram has moved on. We'll talk about exactly where. They're also in one of my top five, bottom five. I'll let you know about that later on. Teddy Bridgewater re-signs with the New Orleans Saints. And this is interesting because he was flirting with the Miami Dolphins. It looked like he was going to go with Miami for a hot second because there he had maybe a chance to start. But no, he would rather be the heir apparent to Drew Brees. I, I don't blame him. All right. If I'm Teddy Bridgewater, what am I going to do? Go out there and maybe have a fan chance to start with a team that's trying to tank, that has no real weapons, that just hired a defensive-minded head coach? Or do I stay in New Orleans with all those weapons, with Sean Payton as the head coach, as the heir apparent to Drew Brees, who has, what, one, two good years left? And they probably made a little wink-wink, nod-nod, you are the guy in a couple of years. I agree, Teddy. That's the right choice, all right? Let's keep it moving here. And then the big trades happen, the big moves happen on Tuesday as well. Le'Veon Bell signed with the New York Jets, all right? And the same time, he dropped the damn mixtape. The mixtape, blunt guts trash. You know I don't like that Southern draw hip-hop rap. You know about this, Danny. Uh, Le'Veon Bell's mixtape literally dropped the same minute that he signed his contract and tweeted about it. Talk about cross-promotion, but we'll play it. It's called, Danny, can you believe this? The, his uh, mixtape is called Life's a Gamble. That's what he did, right, by sitting out all last year. There are references to the Jets in this song. This was all crafted, all manipulated for Lev Bell. I've talked about how I feel about it. We're now reporting the news right now, but Lev Bell will, in fact, be the starting running back for the New York Jets. Remember, Bilal Powell and Isaiah Crowell will be elsewhere or the Jets, and then the big one, also in New York, Odell Beckham got traded, right? Crazy, right? And I've broken this down. My biggest question with the Giants here is what is really their plan? When they realized that last year, in the middle of the year, when they didn't have a roster to compete, here's what they did. Around week seven, week eight, they turned around, they traded Snacks Harrison. They traded Eli Apple. This year, they trade Olivier Vernon. They decide to let Landon Collins walk. Okay? They trade Odell Beckham. But yet they pay the roster bonus for Eli Manning. But yet they sign Golden Tate. I don't really get the plan with the Giants, but they did make that move. They got the 17 overall pick now, which I believe may be dangled for a little guy named Josh Rosen out there in Arizona. I digress. They get Jabril Peppers in the deal. As well. All right, then the next day, Mark Ingram, the Baltimore. Boy, does that help his fantasy value. He goes from being the B side of a committee with Alvin Kamara in New Orleans. We all talked about how they like hate Mark Ingram there. Sean Payton does, at least for fantasy purposes, right? And he moves to like the number one rushing team in the NFL, a team that you know wants to run the ball probably more than anybody else with Lamar Jackson on the center. Great things from Mark Ingram. Baltimore wasn't done, though, middle of the week. They signed Earl Thomas. Okay, they signed Earl Thomas to be the back end of that defense. Remember, they let Eric Weddle go. Then they go ahead and sign Earl Thomas. Terrell Williams gets signed to Oakland. That's interesting. The Raiders are not joking around. All right? Antonio Brown. 
Tyrell Williams, formerly of the Los Angeles Chargers, making them a formidable wide receiver pair, in my opinion. What that also means, you leave Tyrell Williams off the Chargers. You got Keenan Allen on one side. Mike Williams, big Mike Williams, who ascended towards the second half of last year. Keep an eye on him. I think Mike Williams' ascension continues. All right, Tevin Coleman got signed by the San Francisco 49ers. That is a very interesting deal based on Kyle Shanahan out there, based on their previous experience, and based on the rest of that running back room. I'll talk about that in a minute. Tyrod Taylor to the Chargers. Adrian Peterson re-signs with Washington. That I will mention a little bit later on in my top winners and losers. Dante Moncrief to the Pittsburgh Steelers, leaving even less options for a guy like um, Nick Foles out there in Jacksonville. It's going to be Marquise Lee, Dede Westbrook, and not a whole lot else out there. Golden Tate, what I mentioned, goes to the Giants. And if you're the Giants, and with some of these trades, letting Landon Collins walk, weren't you, in fact, like declaring that you were rebuilding? Then why are you going to go ahead and spend four years of money on Golden Tate? I don't understand that one either. All right, Jordan Matthews to San Francisco. Remember, they were definitely in the wide receiver market. They come up empty getting Jordan Matthews. When they were talking about Antonio Brown, they were talking about Odell Beckham. They were connected to some other big wide receiver names like Tate and Tyrell. They wind up with Jordan Matthews. Eh, I don't know about that um, when it comes to the San Francisco offense. Then, later in the week, over the weekend, big move. The Miami Dolphins, after flirting with Teddy Bridgewater and not being able to do it, you knew they were going to clear the books of this. I have been telling you this was going to happen for a while. Teddy, um, excuse me, Teddy Bridgewater does not sign with Miami, but then Miami goes ahead and trades their current starting quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, to the Tennessee Titans. This is interesting because it, again, declares the Miami Dolphins are tanking. The Miami Dolphins are trying to have the number one overall pick so they can have Tua Tagalova or Justin Herbert next year in the draft, okay? The Miami Dolphins go right now to their season win total, take the under. They are not even trying to win in the new head coach's first year, okay? They are going to go 3-13. and 13. Look me in the eye. I told you last week... Before the Odell Beckham trade, I told you last week, Jilly Dilly has the notes. I told you I thought the Browns would be the favorites to win the AFC North. Fast forward, not months at a time, not until after the draft, just a week later, MFs out here are talking about the Browns as Super Bowl contenders. Everybody's like, oh, of course they're going to win the division. Your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, has been saying that for weeks. Told you to go get the number when you still could, when they weren't even the favorites. That's how you win a little bit of you listen to the spitting statistician here on the Fantasy Freestyle with the stats over beat cipher. Jilly Dilly has the notes. I was telling y'all the Browns should win the division, would be division favorites before they actually were. This is how you get rich with Fantasy Freestyle. Alright? You know what it is. Alright. Tannehill gets traded to Tennessee. Alright, and I think it's interesting. It declares that the Dolphins are absolutely tanking. And what it also does is it puts a little pressure for Marcus Mariota in Tennessee. All right. And then also remember the NFL came out. Kareem Hunt is suspended for eight games. Remember the Browns in a, what now is being looked at as a shrewd move, signed Kareem Hunt to a two-year deal. He's going to come back for them week nine, adding to the weaponry of the Cleveland Browns. Okay. And let's go into it right now. The Browns are the number one winner of free agency so far. Right now, listen, Odell Beckham, Kareem Hunt. Remember, they got Olivier Vernon from that front seven. They, they, they signed Sheldon Richardson. Okay, they are now a destination. They are doing it in the way I told you was good. Okay, they kick the can down the road, accumulate draft 
capital and picks accumulate salary cap room until you get the quarterback. Then you go all in, and that's what they are doing. They realize that they've got their guy. His name is Baker Mayfield, and he is dangerous. Now they are doing everything they possibly can to, when the iron is hot, support him. Browns, my number one winners of free agency. I was telling you, listen, I'm not even saying, and I was early with them. I told you they'd win seven games last year. I told you they'd be a division favorite this year. I'm early with them. I don't think the Browns are going to the Super Bowl. I don't think the Browns will win the AFC championship. I do think they're a playoff team. I do think they are live in the AFC North, as I believe the Steelers take a step back, as I believe the Ravens take a step back. They are winners for me. You know who else is a winner for me? The players in general, Odell Beckham renegotiating the guaranteed money in his contract, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, all these players taking their stances and proving and winning, in fact. This is a new day for the players. There are new ways for them to negotiate. I think the players on the whole are winners so far in free agency. My number three spot in winners, I got to tell you, the Jets, all right, they are in the same way that the Browns are trying to support Baker Mayfield. The Jets are trying to support Sam Darnold in the same way. This is the blueprint. These are the teams that are on it. The Browns are. So are the Jets. They get very similar. The Jets upgraded offensive line, trading for uh, Osemele, getting a playmaker in Le'Veon Bell, getting the slot receiver in Jamison Crowder. Okay? They are prioritizing their support of Sam Darnold. I like it. Okay? Stock up. Let me also give you a couple fantasy players have dramatically improved so far because of free agency the first is mark ingram i'm telling you he's going from new orleans which was a pass you know with drew Brees, although they did like to run the ball splitting work with alvin kamara now he goes to baltimore the most run heavy team in the national football league no gus edwards anymore they are going to run it with mark ingram and lamar jackson mark ingram's fantasy stock skyrockets to me also, Pittsburgh just lost Le'Veon Bell. Pittsburgh just lost Antonio Brown. Juju's going to get some coverage. James Conner we know about. You know who I like. I've been talking about him all year. Vance McDonald is my guy. All right, I've been talking about Vance McDonald. They lost Jesse James as well. I think Vance McDonald is going to get a lot more targets. I think his fantasy stock goes up. You know who else I like stock up? The Buffalo Bills. Don't look now, people, but the Buffalo Bills are doing the same damn thing that the New York Jets are doing in that division. I have talked about this for a while. They are setting themselves up to be on the ascent when Tom Brady walks away. Look at what the Bills did, very similar to the Jets. They go out and sign Morse the center. They upgrade the offensive line, just like the Jets. They go out and get Cole Beasley, John Smoke Brown, Frank Gore, playmakers out there, to suit the quarterback. Just like Crowder and Bell suit Darnold. Trying to support their young quarterback. The Bills, low-key, are doing the same kind of move. Supporting their young ascending quarterback. Their second-year quarterback. Just like the Jets are doing with Darnold. Just like the Browns are doing with Baker. All of those guys, believe it, should be on the rise. I've got losers, though, as well. Alright? We've only got a minute until the break. All right, but losers, the Steelers, I've talked about, they've lost. They're taking a step back. The Ravens, I think they are taking a step back. The Giants, they have no plan. I talked to you about this. You trade Snacks, you trade Eli Apple, you let Collins walk, but you draft Saquon. 
at number two when you could have had the quarterback then. I don't know what they are doing. And also, let me tell you something. The Jags and Nick Foles, I think, are losers. Nick Foles is going to get exposed. Nick Foles had some great games with the Eagles in the playoffs, but he's just an average quarterback. And they paid him $88 million over four years. After this honeymoon, when they're like, oh my God, he's not Blake Bortles, amen. Once that runs out and he's just a meh quarterback, you're going to realize that you're still in quarterback purgatory for another few years. And now you got $88 million tied up into Nick Foles. Listen up. When we come back here on Fantasy Freestyle, what we're going to do is I'm going to bring in my man, Danny Otto. We're going to pick these brackets with the Stats Overbeat Cypher. You know what it is. It's your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, stable genius, and vocal minority. Fantasy Freestyle, episode 367. Come on back. Dilly dilly, you heard? Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You know what OPP, Danny? Yeah, you know me. Yeah, you know me. Harmony, harmony. You know what it is. Fantasy Freestyle. Getting back into it. Episode 367. Big shout out to the Stats Overbeat Cypher. We got Brian C. up in there. We got Jerty up in there. DFS Anonymous. No, DFS Anonymous says Philly should have gotten Ingram or Bell. And while that is possible, you know, they were playing in that big time pool. I don't think they're done yet. Philly. Okay, and listen, with every signing becomes new new people become available. All right. Lev Bell gets signed to the Jets. All of a sudden Isaiah Crowell is out of a job. You know what I mean? Not to say that Isaiah Crowell is the answer in Philadelphia specifically, but you know what I'm saying? The merry go round continues. Keep an eye out. I believe that the Buffalo Bills are gonna move on from Shady McCoy. I believe that the Chicago Bears are gonna move on for Jordan Howard. This is not done yet, all right there. So when you talk about that DFS anonymous, Philly will still be able to maybe get their running back. They may also try to address it in the draft as well. JRT asking me if Mariota is even better than Tannehill. I believe so. I think Tannehill is blunt cut trash. I believe Mariota is better than him. I believe Mariota's been in something like three offensive coordinators in his four years. I believe he was there with Jeff Fisher. We all know how that works out. He was there with it when the team was literally nicknamed Exotic Smash Mouth. They got Corey Davis for him a couple years ago. What weapons has he really ever had? Delaney Walker? Are you kidding me? So I do believe that he is better, but you know, the time is now ticking for even Mariota in Tennessee. All right, Danny, let's do it. We're going to get mad right now. You ready to get madness? You know I'm ready. All right, so here's what we're going to do. And I told everybody, we are not giving you fish. We are teaching you how to fish. And this is what I think is important because check it out, Danny. I got a poll question up on Twitter, right? And my question I was asking people is, in your office pools and stuff like that, with March Madness coming up, how many brackets are you entering? Danny, and my choices, I said people, one and only one. I said, are you entering two so you have some options? Are you entering more than two? Or are you entering zero saying, like, I only bet the games or I don't do it at all? What do you think is leading the poll right now, Danny? Hmm, 
More than two. Correct. More than two has 50% of the vote. Thanks to everybody out there who's voting at Spittin' Speeds on social media. Uh, you know, I hear he's a good follow. All right, 50%. Danny, 50% are picking more than two. So that's why for me to be like, oh, I like these teams, ain't going to help you. You know what I mean, Danny? I want to give people a methodology here that I think will be helpful for them. So you with me? Yep. And then you're going to apply it. You got your brackets down there too, right? You got an empty sheet? I do. All right, so here's what we're going to do. Danny, the first things you need to know, first of all, I'm going to make this analogy. You know how during football season, Danny, I give out my DFS lineup? Yeah. Okay. And you know how sometimes I say, like, there are some studs you put in. Sometimes you put, like, an Alvin Kamara in your DFS lineup. Sometimes you put a Zeke Elliott or, uh, you know, a Julio Jones in your DFS lineup, right? You have studs, right? Right. Okay. So here's the point I got to make to you, Danny. Unlike most other years, I believe the one and the two seeds, Danny, this year, the Blue Bloods, the top ones, the ones and two seeds in this bracket, I believe they are legitimately, there is a gap. They are better than everyone else, okay? So those are like your high-priced talent guys, okay, Danny? Those are like your blue, those are like your Le'Veon Bells, okay? Those are your Todd Gurley's. So we're going to address, just like filling out a DFS lineup, we're going to address these in stages. And the first stage we're going to address is the big boys, okay? We're going to get our high-priced things in there first, all right? Here's how I want to do it, Danny. In the East, all right, Danny? Okay. You're in the East? Yep. See, the one seed is Duke. The two seed is Michigan State, right? Then we got LSU and all the way down? Yep. I'm going to tell you right now, Duke and Michigan State are the class of this region. Duke probably more so, okay? So we're filling out three brackets in general. If you're filling out more than two brackets, which 50% of you are, you need to have over 50% of them with Duke in the final four. You feel with me, Danny? Yeah, definitely. You need to have then the other one. Let's say you're doing three like we are, Danny. We're going to have Duke in the Final Four on two of them. Maybe Michigan State as one of them. But there is a big-time gap here, we believe, all right? So we're going Duke and Michigan State covering our bases with our multi-sheets here, okay? In the South, same thing. The one and the two seeds are, in my opinion, light years above the rest. Okay, so that's Virginia and Tennessee. So we're splitting them up evenly into the Final Four. You with me? Yep. So far, I don't know what notes you got to take, but you with me so far? <laughs> I'm circling stuff, but yeah. Cool. I told you it was about the heat map. In the Midwest, <laughs> the one seed is Carolina. The two seed is Kentucky. I do not believe in the three seed Houston to make a huge run. We do not like the four seed Kansas to make a huge run. Same kind of thing, Danny. We're leaning towards Carolina, though, over Kentucky. All right? So we're leaning Duke over Michigan State. We're leaning Carolina over Kentucky. With UVA and Tennessee, it's more straight down the middle. All right, and for so the big boys. And with the West, I got to tell you, Danny, I don't necessarily believe in Gonzaga. All right? Okay. So the West might be the region if you want to sneak a team in there, if you want to have your surprise. That might be where you sneak a guy in if you want to get cute with it. All right, Danny? Sounds good. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Okay. So are you with me so far and where are we putting some of these big boys and how we're breaking down the big boys? Yeah, definitely. Cool. Then... Just like doing a DFS lineup, Danny, then there's going to be some values every week, right? There's going to be some values every week in DFS. Just like that, when it comes to March Madness, I always say this, you got to zig when people zag. So you have to pick the upsets. You have to get some upsets that you like, all right, Danny? So I'm going to tell you region by region, I'm going to tell you some teams that I like that you can put in that upset spot because maybe everyone has Duke. Maybe everyone has Carolina and Kentucky and Gonzaga, right? And that's what I think is going to happen. You're going to have to have the chalk. You're going to have to have the top seeds up there 
ultimately, because there is a gap between the cream of the crop and the rest, okay? I don't think there's going to be many, like, five seeds getting in or to the final four or making a big-time run, okay? So we need to have the cream rise to the top eventually, which means we're going to make our hay with some of these upsets. That's just being like... Oh, this fifty this five thousand dollar player on DraftKings is going to be great this week. There's an injury; people don't know about this guy. You know what I mean? So that's the one we're going to look at in these regions now, Danny. Feel me? Yeah. All right. What region you want to start with, Danny? Let's let's start with the East. All right, in the East. Let me tell you something. LSU just lost their coach, Danny. LSU just lost their coach to a scandal about recruiting kids and paying them too much. All right. Yale is a team that doesn't turn the ball over. Yale is a team that, quote-unquote, you know, they're, they're Ivy League kids. You know, they're white boys. They play the right way. You know what I'm talking they're about, smart, Danny? That's what you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, listen, I think it's possible here. Not probable, but possible. This is the craziest upset I'm going to give you all tournament. It's possible to see the 14 over the 3 here, Yale over LSU. Possible so that for all you people who are doing multiple brackets and judging by the poll, half of you are. You need to have some shares of Yale. You need to have some shares of Yale over LSU. Danny, you also need to have some shares of Liberty over Mississippi State, Danny. The 12s over the 5s. Okay. All right? So we're going to split that up. We're going to have some shares of Liberty. We're going to have some shares of Yale. In the 8-9 game, VCU, I believe, is a better team than UCF. We can clean sweep it with VCU, okay? Cool. And the last thing I'll tell you is, you know, there's that playing game, Belmont and Temple. I think either one of them can outdo Maryland if they get in. I think Belmont's been good all year. I think there's something like 28 and 5. They've only lost like five games all year, albeit from a mid-major. And Temple has the, pers- the heartstrings going. Fran Dumphy's last year, they were a good A-10 school. I think both of these teams, whoever gets in, will also have one on, you know, like... Um, Tuesday or Wednesday, so they got a little momentum. I think the 11 seed can advance there, okay, Danny? So mix them up in a pot. I like the 12 Liberty. I like the 11 Belmont or Temple to do some work against Maryland, and I like the 14 Yale in the East as upsets, okay? Sounds good. So we can mix them in a pot. You feel what we're doing here, Danny? Yeah, definitely. Love it. Where do you want to go next? Let's go to the South. Ooh, in the South, let me tell you something. Ooh. Here's something that I like in the South. Pro tip here, all right? This is Speeds of Spitting Statistician's little special in the South region. Because I like Virginia so much, you know what I mean, Danny? I like Virginia. They're going to steamroll their way to either the Elite Eight or the Final Four. What I like to do in those cases, Danny, when I know I'm taking the chalk anyway, I like to, with the rest of that little mini bracket, you know what I mean? How they're all, it's all like a series of little 14 little mini brackets. You know what I mean? Yeah. So because I like Virginia to... Definitely make the final four on many of my brackets and only would lose, in my opinion, to Tennessee in the Elite Eight. That means that when it gets to the Sweet 16 in the second and the first and second round, opposite Virginia, that's where we can play. That's where we can have a little fun. Okay, and I like these upsets anyway. I like Oregon. They are an elite defensive team. They lost their, their, they lost their best player early in the season. He was supposed to be a lottery draft pick named Bull Bull. I kid you not, Danny. His name was Bull Bull. He was the son of former NBA player Minute Bowl. Bowl Bowl. Guy was seven foot four, Danny. All right? He was gonna be a lottery pick. They lost him in the middle of the season. They 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 got crushed of a lot of games right after they lost him. They're starting to figure out how to play, and they are coming off now just winning out of nowhere the Pac-12 tournament. They're a good defensive team. 
I like the 12 seed Danny Oregon over Wisconsin. I also, you're getting ready for this. I like this legitimately. Remember when I told you with Yale as the 14 seed, I was like, eh, put them maybe, but I wasn't ringing endorsement. Yeah. I love the 13 seed UC Irvine, the anteaters, Danny, the mother effing anteaters, Danny. I'm not kidding. <laughs> UC Irvine, also another elite defensive team. Okay, I like them over Kansas State, and I like Oregon over Wisconsin. You know what that means, Danny, with Oregon facing UC Irvine? It happens every year, Danny. There's at least one, like, double-digit seed that makes it to the Sweet 16. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cinderella, the glass slipper. Yeah. Here's an opportunity for you. This is a place where you could put either Oregon or UC Irvine in there if you're doing multiple sheets. Make sure you have Oregon or UC Irvine getting into the Sweet 16 on some of them. You are going to thank me, literally, Danny, next week. We're going to be sitting here on Monday. We'll be at the Sweet 16, and we're going to be talking about some of my upsets that are making it through and still playing. UC Irvine, Oregon, that is a good spot as good as any to put it in there, okay? So we like those upsets as well in the South. That's where we're going with that upset status, okay, Danny? Sounds good to me. Cool. Are you following here? What, are you making some notes? You, you, you see how your bracket's starting to come together, Danny? Yeah, definitely. You see how it's starting to come together? You already yeah. filled in some Final Four teams. You worked backwards. You knew they were winning their games. I'm giving you some upsets now from the ground up, just like we would make a DFS lineup. What region you want to go to next, Danny, the West or the Midwest? Midwest. All right, cool. In the Midwest, this is where Carolina we like. This is where Kentucky we like. All right? Here's what I'm going to say, Danny. The Midwest to me, I don't like any of the big upsets, okay? I don't like any really of the double-digit seeds, okay? I'm not on I'm not on the 12 over 5. I like Auburn, in fact. I'm not on the big upsets because I like Houston as a 3. I like Iowa State. You know, this is where in the first round, we're not going to pick a lot of upsets. But I'm going to tell you some things about the middle rounds here. Utah State is a really good team, the eight seed. So here's what I'd say, and this is, again, me filling, you know, kind of playing the comprehensive picture of your multiple brackets because as the poll question says, you know, 60% of you right now are filling out at least two brackets. So here's what I'm going to say, Danny. If you have, like, UNC or Kentucky, let's say you're splitting those guys up, you're leaning UNC, so let's say, Danny, like, you have three brackets and we're going to have UNC in the Final Four on two of them and Kentucky in the Final Four on one of them. Make sense? Yeah. On the one that you have Kentucky, you need to... Check, check, check this rationale, Danny. If you're going to have Kentucky going anyway, you need UNC to lose, right? UNC's going to lose somewhere. You, this is where you take your shot of the crazy of how they get upset. And the crazy people who could upset UNC in their path to Kentucky would be, in my opinion, the five-seed Auburn or the eight-seed Utah State. You can take one of those teams to have an upset against North Carolina, likely Auburn in the Sweet 16. But listen, one of these one or two seeds are going to go down in the second round to like a seven or an eight-seed team. Utah State is as good as any, all right? Making sense to you, Danny? So I like either Auburn or Utah State to upset and trip up North Carolina on the brackets where you have Kentucky going to the Final Four. Make sense? Yeah, definitely. Cool. Also, all those other guys on the Kentucky side, we like Iowa State. I like Houston. Play with Iowa State and Houston in the second round. Similarly, play with Wofford and Seton Hall. You want to split those up in the first round, okay? Sounds good. And then on the ones where you're going to have UNC steamroll into the Final Four, play with some of those guys upsetting Kentucky. Play with Iowa State upsetting Kentucky. Play with your Wofford-Seton Hall winner upsetting Kentucky. Feel me? Yeah. Cool. Let's go to the West, Danny. Here's what you need to know about the West. 
We go right back to the 12 side, 12 5 game. I like the 12 seed Murray State. I like them because of two reasons, two words Ja Morant. Danny, Ja Morant, you may have heard me talk about this kid before. He is going to be a top three pick in the NBA draft, Danny, but he just comes from a small school. Think like Steph Curry when he was at Davidson in the NCAA tournament, Danny. Okay, this kid is a top three NBA draft pick in uh, this upcoming draft. He just happens to be on a very small school who has the 12 seed. All right, this kid is going to win games, I think, by himself. He, is, he was on the same AAU team as Zion Williamson. He finished the season, I think, 20 points a game and 10 assists a game. This kid is a human highlight reel. He is no joke. This NBA draft is going to go Zion Williamson and then maybe this kid number two, Danny. He plays for Murray State, the 12 seed. If you're a guy who likes 12 seeds over the 5 seed, Murray State, the Racers, are an interesting pick. All right? Here's what I'll also tell you, Danny. In this one... I don't believe in Gonzaga as much. I also don't believe in Michigan as much. Here's where we can get a little bit kooky if we want. All right? And let me tell you then, if it's not these top seeds, the ones that I do like. I do like the three seed, Texas Tech. I think they're underrated, Danny. I do like the four seed, Florida State. Florida State, Danny, comes from the ACC. All right? In the ACC... The only teams above them in the ACC, Danny, okay? Florida State finished fourth in the ACC this year. You know the only teams that were above them? Duke is a one seed in this tournament. North Carolina, a one seed in this tournament. Virginia, a one seed in this tournament. If you believe in the theory that iron sharpens iron, Florida State's a pretty damn good team, and they're sitting there as a four seed. They may have to see Gonzaga. I think Florida State is no joke, Danny. On If you're playing multiple brackets, it's not silly to have the Florida State Seminoles in the Final Four in one of them. All right? Awesome. And if, if you're looking for an upstart also... Talk about like mid-majors. The University of Buffalo, Danny, the sixth seed in this region. They are a really good team. They made it even into the top 25. They beat legitimate teams. They went into the Carrier Dome and beat Syracuse earlier on in this season, okay? Texas Tech, Florida State, Buffalo. If you want to try to fade some of the big boys like Gonzaga and Michigan, this would be the bracket to do it. I think this is where you get a little kooky, Danny. I'd throw a little shekels on Florida State, Texas Tech, and Buffalo making a run in this bracket. How does that sound so far, Danny? Sounds good to me. All right, so Danny, how far, how much of the bracket is filled out? A lot. A lot of it? Cool. <laughs> yeah. We're going to take a break, right? We got to pay some bills here on the Fantasy Freestyle, episode 367. When we come back, what we're going to do is I'm going to tell you about some of the mid-teams, okay? The seeds that are like, you know, three through seven, and who I like there, because what you still probably need to fill out, Danny, are like, you know, some second-round winners, right? Some Sweet 16 entrants. So I'm going to tell you which mid-level teams I like when you have, say, the six versus the three, the four versus the five, and then we'll have a full bracket. Make sense, Danny? Makes sense. I'm teaching them how to fish here on the Fantasy Freestyle. It's a spitting statistician. Come on back after the break. We're going to make it pop off. It is madness in here. I'm going to get you win that cash, brother people. Let's get it. Come on back. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Style. Open this piece. Yeah. That's Overbeat Cypher represent. Trying to help y'all win a little bit of cash as we get mad. Starting on, well, I guess starting tomorrow, technically. Um, so, Danny, how are brackets looking, brother? Looking pretty good so far. Okay. And so, remember, I'm doing it this way, Danny, because right now we got that poll question up, and I'm asking people, how many brackets are you entering into your bracket pool? Is it about like being like, nah, I had Carolina and they won. See, I'm right, making the true pick. Or is it about spreading it around and winning a little bit of extra quiche? You know what I'm saying, Danny? That's what we do here with Fantasy Freestyle and the Stats Overbeat Cypher. And... Danny, 33% of people so far say they fill out only one bracket. Okay? That's bold. 7% of people say they will not be filling out brackets at all, that they only bet games or don't fill it out at all, don't do it at all. So that means there's still 60% out there of people who are, spend, who are doing more than one bracket, Danny. 13% are saying two. And 47%, almost 50%, okay? 47%, Danny, say they fill out more than two. So I'm telling people how to look at it, you know? I'm telling people... You know, I'm giving them options. And then, so what they need to do now with the big boys, I'll give you Duke. Lean more Duke shares than Michigan State shares. Lean, lean more UVA, UVA and Tennessee shares down the middle to get to the Final Four. Lean Carolina shares over Kentucky shares. And then in the West, I think that's where you could have a little bit of fun. I think that's where you can have a little bit of fun. Don't get me wrong, people. Have Gonzaga going far in some of your shares of your bracket. But here's where you can get a little bit of fun. I recommend Florida State. They are no joke. All right? Texas Tech, no joke. Buffalo could make a Cinderella run. All right? So then I gave you where some of the upsets that I liked were. You know, how on the East, I do like Liberty and some shares of your bracket. I do like getting shares of the 11 seed, whoever it might be. In the South, I love a little 12 action and a 13 action. Then by definition, with a 12 versus a 13 potentially in the second round, you get a double-digit seed into the Sweet 16 in a year when you're not going to get many. So what's left still for you to do, Danny? What do we still got to fill out? Basically all of the, the, the extras. The second round ones? <laughs> yeah. So tell, tell, take me to a region, brother man. Let's start back at East. Back at the East. I like Virginia Tech being able to move on until they see Duke. Um, okay. Louisville and Minnesota. Interesting game there, okay? Minnesota, you know, the head coach of Minnesota is Rick Pitino's son. As you know, Rick Pitino, the Louisville coach for a long time. That is going to be interesting, all right? That's going to be an interesting game. You want even shares of Louisville and Minnesota, all right? I think your 11 seed can upset the apple cart and win two games and get to the Sweet 16 potentially, Danny. Maryland is a team that could make a run, but that anybody could beat. So you got to have that Maryland 11 seed's got to be a 50-50 kind of to me. 
clarify the East for you, brother man? And I like Vatek making runs until they see Duke. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Let's go to the South. Go. I told you. Listen, I like Ole Miss over Oklahoma in that 8-9 game. You can split up St. Mary's and Villanova. Villanova is not the same team they've been that's won something like two of the last three championships. St. Mary's is a good team. St. Mary's beat Gonzaga in their conference championship. St. Mary's, you could put some shares of, okay? I like Cincinnati as a team, Danny. Have them beating Iowa in the one where you have UVA going to the Final Four. You can have Cincy upsetting the apple cart over Tennessee. Why? Those games, Danny, are going to be played in Ohio. A relative home court advantage for Cincy maybe in the second round over Tennessee. I like Tennessee a lot, Danny. All right? But if you're going to pick UVA in the Final Four, you need someone to beat Tennessee anyway. Cincy could do the trick. Make sense? Yeah, definitely. Cool. Um, in the Midwest... I like Auburn over Kansas. Kansas is limping to me. I like Auburn to make it to the Sweet 16, obviously, most of the time against Carolina. You can flip-flop there, Danny. You can split up the Iowa State and the Houston in the second round. You can split those up for getting into the Sweet 16. We like Kentucky to make runs most of the time all the way to the Elite Eight, but we like Carolina better than that. You with me? Cool. And then finally in the West, you know I got to like Syracuse. You know there's some upset potential I've already said in the West. You can take Cuse over Gonzaga in one of your brackets. I like Florida State a lot. I like Murray State a lot as well. I like Buffalo, Texas Tech. The Florida-Nevada game, you can split up, all right? And Michigan, listen, Michigan is a good, Michigan is a good team. I may be wrong about Michigan, Danny. I, I acknowledge that. I may be wrong about Michigan. I am fading Michigan in all my brackets. They may be the school I am most wrong about, but I have Michigan not going far. You could have that Buffalo or Texas Tech team beating Michigan in the Sweet 16, Danny. I am fading Michigan. All right, how do we feel? So now we're pretty good up until the Final Four, right, Danny? Right. All right, so now let's make some Final Four picks. Here's what I got to tell you, Danny. If everyone is healthy and everyone plays their best game, Danny, Duke is the best team in the country. If everyone is healthy, if everyone brings their game, it'll be hard for teams to beat Duke and Zion Williamson. Okay? So now that we got them this far, and you probably have like Duke, you know, Carolina, UVA, or Tennessee in there. If you're doing multiple sheets, which I know you guys are, you got to have Duke winning the championship on at least one of them. All right, Danny? Cool. And then here's what I would say. Depending on who you have, how many sheets you're entering, you got to have Duke winning it all. After that, I would off the beat. Now, I think the ACC is the best conference out there. I think it's fine to have shares of Duke winning it all. I think it's fine to have shares of North Carolina winning it all. Danny, I think it's fine to have shares of UVA, Virginia winning it all. I think it is the only other team. I don't think Gonzaga can win it all. I don't think Kentucky can win it all. I don't think Michigan State will win it all. I don't think Michigan will win it all. The only other team that I think is viable to actually win six in a row and beat multiple ACC teams en route to doing so. Because that's what a team would have to do also. Beat multiple ACC big boys. You have to go through Duke and Carolina or Carolina and Virginia. The only other team I see that, in my opinion, can get it done are the Tennessee Volunteers, the two-seed in the South. I think they could get through Virginia. Virginia's that weird team that has defecated the mattress in the past five years. 
in the tournament. They were Danny, they were the one seed that lost to the 16 seed UMBC last year. So Tennessee is someone who I also like. If you are filling out three sheets, which Danny, you and I are doing, right? Right. You got to have Duke winning one. I would recommend Duke over Tennessee in the final on one of them, Danny. Okay. Duke over Tennessee in the final on one of them. Then I think the second best team in the country, honestly, is North Carolina. So you got to have them winning it all on one. And then the one you have them winning it all, do you want them beating Duke in the final? Or is this maybe the one where you have Michigan State, one of the weird ones from you know the West region? That's another way to do it as well, okay? So maybe what I did is I had North Carolina winning on one of my brackets. That's where I have the funky one, okay? You could have them maybe over the Gonzaga, over even a Florida State that makes a run. All right. So I have Duke over Tennessee in one of them. Carolina's going to win one of them. And then Danny, what orange do you like better, Virginia or Tennessee? Hmm. I like Tennessee. You like Tennessee? And then, Danny, here's the thing. Remember, just like making a DFS lineup, you got to zig when some people zag, Danny. Right. Okay, so go ahead and make Tennessee your champion in another bracket, okay? They're a team that can hang with the likes of these ACC big boys, all right? Cool. Something tells me that Virginia is going to bring their real team this year. They're not going to defecate the mattress, but we shall see. But we shall see, all right? But, yeah. Those are my then off-the-other-radar teams to actually win it all. I don't think Sparty can win it all. I don't think the Wolverines can win it all. I think Gonzaga might get there, but they are not going to win it all. They're going to get tripped up. You got a pretty full-out bracket, Danny? Yeah. Now Understand it conceptually how we're teaching you to fish, not just giving you a fish? Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. So now, how many brackets are you entering, Danny? I am entering three. You fit in the 40-some-odd percent of people that agree with you. We'll be doing more than two brackets. But listen, this is the way to do it moving forward, people, all right? You got to start with your big boys, have them path clear. Then you pick the upsets. Then you fill in the middle. That's my way of helping you pick it, especially if you are picking multiple brackets. This way you get some options. When those upsets happen and I gave you the ones I like, you're going to be covered when you have coverage now over the big boys because I do think there is a gap between the top one and two seeds and the rest. So hopefully good luck, and we'll be saying dilly dilly. We'll be updating that, Danny, next Monday. We'll be updating the Make It Rain hater brackets. Last thing I want to say, I talked about all the free agency winners and losers. You know who the biggest one is, though, Danny? Johnny Manziel, because he's now in the AAF. Danny, Johnny Manziel has been signed by the Memphis Express. This was a team, Danny, that was starting Christian Met, uh Christian Hackenberg and Zach Mettenberger. They claim Johnny Football. He's done with uh, Canada. He is now one step closer to the NFL. I'll tell you what else that means. That with whatever breach of contract happened in Canada, it was clearly he just wasn't seeing his therapist or wasn't seeing something like that. It was protected by HIPAA laws because if it was something like cocaine or domestic violence, TMZ would be all over it already. It was not. Danny, uh, we'll talk about this more next week. Dilly dilly. Good luck to our brackets good luck to johnny football maybe you can make a mark in the aaf one step closer back to the nfl we'll check in on all the brackets we'll check in on the merry-go-round in the nfl next week on the fantasy freestyle it'll be episode 368 but for now hit me up at spitting speeds and get that cash with the brackets this week peace